Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're here live on the opening kickoff podcast. I am your host for tonight, Dan Williams. Taking over from my brother Dave here. David seated to my right, David Miles to my straight ahead. Boys, how are we feeling tonight? Straight ahead. That's not a term I would use, but I, I'm great. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> Look, this is my first time doing the intros. A little nervous, you know, a little out of, out of my realm of expertise, but it's all right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night for whenever who's ever listening to this. Um, this is your boy, David Miles. Yeah, I'm your co-captain here, and I'm ready, co-captain. To, get, ready to get this show on the road. Respect, respect. Right. It'll be a safe flight. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. It's, it's, well, might be a little, might be a little turbulence here and there, but we're gonna get through it together. <laughs> in for a rough landing. Our new captain, uh, he's not a pro at this, so uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, just stick with us, and I'm sure you will enjoy the flight. This is an all hoops podcast for tonight, folks. We're gonna dive into some college basketball, talk some NBA hoops, make some picks for these conference tourneys coming up this week. We're gonna get it started on a conference that just finished with their tournament. Michigan defeated Purdue. In the Big Ten title game, after after knocking off Michigan State the day before, guys, where do we see Michigan as a seed going in the tournament? I think at the highest a three seed. I don't think their resume is near strong enough to be considered a two seed when you look at some of the other teams, <laughs> an Xavier, a Villanova, those teams that could be falling, battling right around that one-two line, all depending on their conference championships. They have a gr- good resume but not worthy of the top, top eight in the country. They're definitely in the conversation of the top 12, definitely top 16. So they're going to be a top four seed, but I think it's a stretch if you put them at a two. I like them as a four seed. I mean, a three seed to me be at the most. They definitely don't have the, uh, as Dave says, the resume to have a one or a two. I mean, a one seed pretty much the three, the two teams I can think of off the top of my head. No, the three teams off the top of my head I can think of, is Georgia, not Georgia, Virginia, Nova, Kansas, the best three teams in the country right now. I don't think that Michigan gets that other one. So I think you have them at a four, five, that's where they belong. I, I would agree with Dave in the sense that they're a three seed right now. I think the wins over Purdue and Michigan State this weekend are very helpful to their resume. But their non-conference schedule, their biggest win was UCLA back in December, and I think that's not enough to carry enough to, to a two-seed, to a two-line. We hit, we head over to the ACC. We got Virginia, who was the outright champion, dominated the league this year. Are you taking Virginia in the tournament this week, or are you taking the field, whether it be Miami, Clemson, North Carolina, or Duke? That's a tough question. I really like Virginia's defense. They play a type of defense that you just – it's seldomly seen in college. Um – College, college basketball especially. I worry, though, can that defense shut down teams like Duke, like Clemson, even an NC State or Virginia Tech, that they can match defensively but also have what I think Virginia lacks right now, which is consistent three-point shooting. 
Virginia is going to have to be able to hit threes and going to have to be able to score 70, 75 points a game. Let's be honest. We've watched the NCAA tournament, and Virginia, every year they run into the team, they can shoot it better than they can, and they don't have an answer. So if you ask me right now, I'm going to take the field because I one of those teams, all it's going to take is one team to get hot, and they're going to run by Virginia because Virginia – as good as they are defensively, I don't think consistently they can put up points on night-to-night basis, which they're going to have to do. When you talk about the ACC teams like Virginia, Duke, Miami, and nah, – actually, let me get this just to make sure. Clemson, God knows I'm missing one. And North Carolina. Those teams usually run the table. They usually – uh, no one's messing with them. This year, Virginia is the most well-put-together team in the country. I would love to say Villanova, but Villanova has those times where they lose the lackadaisical teams in the um, Big East. And when I look at Virginia's uh, – when I look at their resume this year, their one win over Duke, because they only played Duke once, they only won by two points. That game will be brought back up. And I believe with Krzyzewski and that Duke, pro- that Duke team catching fire at this point in the season, that game will go Duke's way. From what I saw Saturday night in the classic that it was between Duke and North Carolina, I like the way this Duke team is playing basketball right now going into this stretch run of March. And I think Duke will take it home over Virginia in the title game. I really like the Blue Devils right now. I think they're playing solid basketball. And with a leader like Grayson Allen at the top of your team, I think you have – I mean, I mean, I think it's fair to say that they are a national title contender right now. Top four team, I think, that they will be come, come Selection Sunday this time next week. I think they'll be at a one line, on the one-on-one one line. I think Duke is the real deal, and I think they beat Virginia. Now, let's say this. We're not we're not totally discrediting Virginia. No. Let's just put that out there. I'm thinking Virginia is a very good team. They're going to be a tough team no matter who you are in the NCAA tournament because of that defense. But I think we can all agree when you look at the other teams, the Dukes, the Clemsons, the Virginia Techs, even Miami and North Carolina, those are teams that can can put up 90 points. Yeah, easily. Easily. And I don't see that when I watch Virginia. I see a team that you have they you have to play their style. You have they have to be slow the tempo, physical game, low scoring game and in the ACC tournament especially you're not going to – you can't consistently win like that. Now, in a tournament, different story. So Virginia can very easily be a threat in the actual tournament. I'm just not sold they can score enough in the ACC tournament. And one thing that I'm emphasizing right now is that I'm just picking the two to win the ACC tournament because when we, we all know when it comes to the big dance, they're going to be spread out. And the chances of Virginia running into a team like Duke until maybe the Sweet 16 is very slim. So, therefore, I think that Duke gives them that test. They go on a tear in the, in the tournament and make it far. That's, and that's my little teaser for my bracket later. We're going to head up a little north to the American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati with a big win yesterday to take home the outright championship. Do you believe the Bearcats can do it again and win the ACC, AAC Conference Tournament? Or do you Maybe like you Houston, Wichita State? No, no one calls anything but the American. Eh, AAC, same thing. I want to ask real fast. Uh, we'll get to it afterwards. Um, I like Wichita State. I think that they have played the most complete basketball all season long. 
I think. Even with the two losses to Cincinnati. Yes. Well, I watched the game Saturday. Mm-hmm. No, Sunday. You pardon me. It was yesterday. Um, they, they're a team that if they don't hit those, the dry spells that they did in the ball game yesterday, they very easily beat Cincinnati. But they had a dry spell of seven minutes without scoring in the first half yesterday. And then they had one of, I think, about three or four minutes in the second half. Wichita State, if they don't hit their dry spells, I think would have beaten Cincinnati, all things considered. So I go Wichita State in a close one. Wait, what are we picking? We're picking the, the American. The American, as you like to win it. Yeah, I, I thought they already won their championship. I that was the, the regular season title. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Yeah, it was a match between top two teams in the conference. I got um, you. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Shockers. As Dave pointed out, the Shockers are a team that has the potential – Yes, they have a couple of losses that will hurt them, like a loss to Temple and loss and the two losses to Cincinnati. But when you look at those losses, they're also learning points. And I believe that this Wichita team, Wichita, Wichita, give me Wichita team always gets it together in March. So I give me the Shockers. You know, I do want to see my Temple Owls make a little run, but that's just my bias. Dan? I personally like the Kooks. I think I think Houston gets it done this year. I think they come away with the outright conference tournament championship, and I think they find a way to get it done. How many teams come out of the American? I, right now, I definitely the top three, obviously. Yeah. Top three are solid teams. Um, I think it's going to be five, though. I do believe it's going to be five. I, I, I think I – think, I'd say Memphis is going to find a way in there. I think they're going to – I, I think so. Eh, I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Four, four. Look at my think, teams at NIT. Four, four. I think Memphis will be the other one. I think Memphis will be the extra. I think three. I don't think Tulsa. I don't think Memphis. UCF. I don't think any of them have strong enough resumes. And let's be totally honest. When you get down to March, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to your resume. And outside of Cincinnati, Wichita State, and Houston, that are all ranked teams, none of the rest of those teams, to me, have the resume strong enough to put them in the tournament. Actually, I want to want to take my back my statement. You're right. Some three. <laughs> yeah. Tulsa, Memphis. I, they're gonna have they're gonna have to win win the conference tournament to get make it. There's, there's no chance. There's no chance. When I look at the American, I only see three teams coming out because that conference is not a strong basketball conference. You gotta take the you, the only teams that I see making it out of that out of that conference into the big dance is the three ranked teams, which is Cincinnati, Houston, and Wichita. So. We're going to pause here for a station identification. <laughs> it's all about how we are back and live, folks. Had to take a we're moment. We're not live, actually. We had, had to take a moment and find ourselves a new space as we were, we were booted from our old space. And we have had a bit of audio issue, if you hear that. David gets a little snippet in there. Then Yeah. We you could know, add, I keep it real, people. Come, wait, we we could, real. A couple things had to be fixed. We could edit it out. We just really don't want to. We left all about getting the raw entertainment inside of us, you know, the fun. What raw entertainment is there inside of you? <laughs> Please tell me. I'm, I'm talking about the things, the things behind the scene that you don't see, that you don't hear, because you know. We, we really need to put like video cameras on exactly. each one of us. Because the amount of time, the amount of time Dan or me or Dave or our guest gets flipped off. We want to go back a little bit and discuss the ACC for a second. How many teams do you guys think will come out of there and make the tournament? Like you've got, you got some teams like Syracuse, Louisville, Florida State, 9-9, 8-10 in conference, about a 20-10 about a average for those teams. Um, do you think those, those bubble teams will get in the tournament based off this conference 
and 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 their their reputation among the country? What do you think? I go ahead. Dave. I got eight. I think. Um, where, where do you draw the line at? I think Louisville beats Florida State, and that's going to be enough to get Louisville in. Even though Louisville doesn't have a great resume, not solid by any means, but I think their resume they'll sneak in because I think they'll win one game, and I think they'll present issues for Virginia in the quarterfinals. Other than that, Syracuse, I don't love the ACC record. Notre Dame, if Bonzi Colson had been healthy all year, I don't think Notre. I think Notre Dame would be a lot to get in. But Florida State, they're just not the same team. So I go eight. I think the top seven are pretty solid, mm-hmm. and we can all agree the top seven make it in. I, I think Notre Dame needed that victory on uh, this past week against Virginia to really solidify that their position off the bubble, trying to get in there. Um, but I, I think it's eight. I, I think um, I think Florida State, and I, I, I like the Cuse. I think the Cuse find a way to get in there. Um, I, I think they get a win here in the AC tournament over a top tier team. Um, I can see them beating North Carolina, you know, or maybe Miami. But I think the Cuse find a way to get it done, and they get in there. David, give me seven. You know, you have the usuals: Miami, North Carolina, Clemson, Duke, Virginia. But then, you know, actually, my fault. I apologize. That's nine. That's nine. That's nine. I didn't need to clarify because eight would be. Dan's uh, counting today. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Way. Eight would be the top five teams. Obviously, Virginia, Duke, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina. North Carolina State would be six. Virginia Tech would be seven. Florida State would be eight. Syracuse would be nine. I got uh, nine. Well, I take the top one, two, three, four, five, six. I said six, right? Seven. Is it seven? Yeah. Okay, so then. What you would the top- include. I'm assuming. I, I think that that last team that gets in will be Syracuse with their experience and all. I mean, yes, they had a, they didn't have had as strong as a year as we're accustomed to. They are one of those teams that will one not only get in off of their name, but because of we know what they can do as far as Syracuse pro, the Syracuse program they get in. Mm-hmm. Take it over to the Big Twelve hey. where we had Kansas. Who ran through the league this year at thirteen and five? Actually, before we get to that, let me ask you this question: If we put Kansas in a different conference, do they still become the dominant three thirteen peat team? Like moving, yes, like, like instance, I, moving to the ACC. Yes, I mean, because I think the Big Twelve is as good as we've ever seen it this year. Yes, and I think for the years past, there's consistently been what six, seven teams that make it out of the Big Twelve. It mm-hmm. feels like. Kansas is a legitimate team. I just think when it gets to the tournament time, you're it's a gamble when you get to the tournament. I mean, we've seen one seeds lose to teams that we never thought the week one upset. So I think Kansas is a very great, good, almost great team. But it's just the luck of the draw when you get in the tournament. But Hell yeah, I put them in the ACC. They dominate. They would they would dominate probably every conference, but the Big Ten. I I think I think star power wise, I, I think they're that good. Um, Why not the Big Ten? I I just like I like what Michigan State and Purdue have to offer against Kansas with their bigs and their front court. And there's a brand of style that each conference has, yes. and the Big Ten has that physical rely on the big men. A couple years ago, I would have said Kansas would be fine in the Big Ten with Perry Ellis, who never left. But <laughs> never now, now they don't have as solid of a big man, so they would struggle a little bit in the Big Ten when you compare 
to teams like Purdue that has Caleb Haas, um, Michigan that has Mo Wagner. You got Michigan State with Nick Ward. Those are big guys that dominate inside. Even even down to a Maryland, you got a Bruno Fernando. You got all sorts of size. The big men are are at the plenty of position in the Big Ten. You got Mo oh Big Town. About to say Mo. Yeah. You got Mo Bombos. He's <laughs> in the Big Twelve. Mo Bamba. Great name. Great name. My guy. Anyway, back to your point. <laughs> Do you believe that Kansas wins the Big Twelve? Conference tournament, or do you like someone else in the field? I like Texas Tech. I think they're led. They're a lot like Kansas. They play a similar style, same led team, just not Devonte Graham, Keenan Evans here with the Red Raiders. I think they find a way to beat Kansas and take the Big Twelve because they almost beat Kansas a couple weeks ago when Kansas 74, won the seventy-two. Exactly. So I think Texas Tech gets their revenge. And they knock off they Kansas. They actually have beat Kansas. They beat Kansas the first game of the season. Big 10 season. Big 12 season. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do like that prediction, Dave. Uh, I do believe it will be those two when it comes down to it. But I just don't see Kansas, you know, falling. I see that team running a nice hot streak. And as we all know, Kansas is a team that has that potential every year to make the run. This year that they've proven – Especially with their last couple wins, notably over uh, Texas Tech, that they can't that if even if brought down to the wire, they can still withhold. So, give me Press Virginia. I like I like what they're doing right now, and I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> I think teams are are high. Teams are high on Texas Tech and Kansas right now. I think West Virginia beats both of them on their way to a conference championship. Will Bob Huggins have a belt by then? That's a million-dollar question. Doubt it. How many teams come out of the Big 12 in your eyes, Daniel? I've got eight. I've got eight right now. Um, Oklahoma gets in, even though they're not playing very hot. I think Baylor, and I think Texas. I think Texas gets in instead of Oklahoma State. I don't think Baylor gets in. I think Oklahoma only gets in because of their wins. Yes. They had some big non-conference wins. And and let's be totally honest. If you're the committee – do you want to keep Trey Young out, the guy that's really gotten a lot they kept, of eyes? They right. kept Ben Simmons out. What do you think, what do you think they're going to but, – But there's a difference. LSU was a below 500 team with a worse conference record than what LSU was, than what Oklahoma is. Dave, but, but let's, let's look at this here. You know, they've Oklahoma's lost to Baylor, uh, Kansas State, Kansas, Texas, Who have they Texas beat? Texas Who have they beat? In the first half of the season or just – Who the, have they beat total? Who, who no, Oklahoma, that would sit right, there. They, they, they beat a Wichita, they beat USC, they beat TCU, uh, they beat Texas Tech, they beat TCU again. Um, and then... And TCU's right now at tournament team. I've got, what, five? That's five? There's, that, so, uh, that, that, their resume will get them in, no matter what and happens. Not, and not their performance within the last couple no. months. Like, no, month. it will be off their their resume. Wouldn't you agree with that, Dan? Yes. yes. So, what, so what do you see them as a seed then? Oh, They'll like, be 11. Like, They'll like be in the 10, playing game. 10 or 9. I think they're in the playing game. I, I, Who, I, Oklahoma? Yeah, I no, think they're no, – There are, if they, if there are worse teams. There are worse teams. If they lose in the first first round of the Big 12 championship, then they're they're in the first four because they play Oklahoma State. Jeez. They so if, a hard if, time they, if they lose, then I think they're in the last four playing game. Hmm. If not, I'm leaning with you. They're either a solid 11 seed where they're not in the playing game – or they're a 10 seat. Gotcha. 
But I, they're not going to be a high seed. What about Texas? Texas is is another team. I one of the big one of the bottom Big Twelve teams is playing in a playing game. Yes, and I think Texas is probably more likely to play in a playing game. But I wouldn't. It depends on what Texas does in the Big Twelve championship. They get a little on a little run. They could do what Oklahoma needs to do and bump themselves to a ten seed yeah. to feel comfortable. Yeah. But I don't think Baylor makes it. I th- I think they lose in the first round and then. When I mean, you, all, then when you, all these teams here at the bottom have beaten the teams top of the conference, the right. Texas Tech, the West. Everyone's lost with someone at yes. some point yes. in this conference. They've all got a signature win on their. My only issue with Baylor is they really did not play well early, non-conference. They didn't play well early on in the Big Twelve. They got hot towards the end, but I don't think that's going to be enough to get them in. So let me ask you this: since you guys have brought up conferences, like it. Non-conference uh, games matter the most. What conference, do you, in your opinion, has has those people would not have to worry about their out-of-conference games because their in-conference games would mean more? The ACC. No, I, ACC playing simple because think about it. If you're a Syracuse, you have to play North Carolina, Duke, Virginia. Virginia. Sometimes you play six games with those three teams, and let's be honest, those they're all going to be at least top five seats. North Carolina, yeah. maybe five. Got a doubt. So th- every year, if you're playing teams that are almost guaranteed to be one through five seeds, you don't have to worry about who you play out of conference. And remember what it's the almost ACC- like the SEC West in football. Yeah. That's what, that's what the ACC is to me. And the other thing is you got to remember, in basketball, it's much – they want you to play tougher teams. Like it's almost – you get the SEC Big 12 tournament. You get the ACC Big 10 tournament. The Big East did something with the Big Ten. They did the Gavit tip-off games. So there are a lot of ways that you play top talent no matter what. It's not like college football. Their schedules, yes, are picked to an extent in college basketball, but a lot of the stuff is already determined. So I'm, I'm in agreement. I just wanted you guys' opinion. I'm in agreement with you. I wanted our listeners to go out there and do their research and develop their answers too. But back to the uh, Big 12. Yeah, I, I, I like Press Virginia. I think they find a way. I think Bob Huggins has his team on a roll right now. Um, and I, I, I think West Virginia gets it done. And I think I think they improved their resume to maybe get up to a three seed, probably out of four right now, but possibly get a three thing that they can go ahead and beat Texas Tech and, and Kansas. They beat Texas Tech. They won't see Kansas until championship. So right. I, I think that's a nice right. and easy road for them. Next, we'll slide over to Dave's particular conference, hey. the Big East. Hey. I think we can all make it a two-team race for this conference yes, tournament. Yes, sir. Xavier and Nova, who you like, third time around. I like Xavier. I really do. I think that they've got – they have the recipe to beat Villanova. You look at both of those games, they've been very competitive. Very competitive? They won by like 15 twice. If, uh, when – it's one thing to look at the score, but you had to watch the game as a whole. You're right. That was one of those games that was very close up to the last two minutes when we really knew that Villanova had the separation and we're going to pull away at the end. But they're close, competitive games, and I think Xavier, third time in the charm, and they get it done. I will say this. If you want to talk about a team to watch outside of Villanova and Xavier to watch, to keep an eye on as possibly a team they may not win it, but could cause some issues. I'm looking at Seton Hall. Seton Hall does this every year. With Delgado inside. 
he presents a matchup nightmare for Villanova and for Xavier because they don't have a big at the caliber of Delgado for Seton Hall. He's a guy that gets the rebounds, gets his points inside. He Seton Hall can present a problem. As David said, they've done it lower seeds. They're a three seed this year in the Big East tournament, and they're going to be a problem come tournament time. The year Villanova won the championship, Seton Hall was a low seed, came over and beat them in the championship. Seton Hall does this every year where they make this conference run that lasts them into the tournament. So that always does create problems, but I think that this year it will be between Xavier and Nova. These two teams have been dominant. And as you did say, as I've said before, Nova has this has this thing where they uh, play down towards teams like the Washington Wizards. It's a matter of will Jay Wright have these guys ready? And I believe that this year, after going through this same thing every year of OK Conference Tournament, this is our thing to win. If we don't win it, Maybe the third, like Dave said, third time's a charm. Maybe this is the year where they actually do it the right way. But you can't all you can't sleep on Creighton and you can't sleep on Seton Hall. But give me a note. I think the the coming in second place in the Virgo season will add a little fuel to the one over this time around this week. Um, and I like them against Xavier in the championship. I like them winning the conference tournament. Thank you. How many teams come out of the Big East? I think this is an interesting. I think this is a questionable. I will say this though: with any team that beat Villanova, they get, they get, they'll get consideration. So you have Butler; they'll get consideration. Providence; they'll no, never mind. Providence did not. Yeah, Providence did beat. Villanova. I got five. I think Providence, Creighton, Seton Hall, Villanova, and Xavier. I don't think Butler. I think Butler on the outside. It's going to be tough. Providence though. They're on the, all right, let's look at Providence's schedule here. The only key win I could think of they had was against Villanova. And well, let, me, let me pull off. All right, right now. They, they beat – no, they did not beat. They lost to them. So, let's see here. Uh, I think it's five as well. I think Providence is in there. Um, I think 10-8 and eight in the Big East is a solid record in a conference that has always been known for its basketball play. They beat Villanova um, twice. So, yeah, I, I think Providence gets in there. Yeah, I, I think Providence has done enough. They've beaten Xavier. They beat Butler. Let's see. Played to beat Washington in uh, Washington. I think you, I think Providence has just enough of a resume that they'll get the job. That they'll get in. And if they beat Creighton, I yeah. won the game. I stand yeah. corrected. I I do like Providence. Looking at the team, looking at the teams that they've beaten when they've needed to. You had you beaten the top teams in your conference when they're ranked. You also beaten uh uh did you, did you, never mind. Yeah, you beat the top teams in your conference and you beat Washington in Washington. Those are games that will slide them in, so I'll take them. I'll take five. I think we should move on to the SEC. Yes, in a conference that has been actually surprisingly deep this year. Kentucky took a step back, but other teams like Auburn, Tennessee picked up the tempo for the conference and they Shared the conference title this this uh, regular season. Who do you guys like in the SEC? Oh, good God. I like Florida. They've got the most experience out of those top teams. They're a team led by Chioza at a guard. Frankie would love this. He's a, he's a Florida guy. And I, I think Florida, they're getting hot. They kind of hit a little spell there mid-year where it wasn't going well. But I think Florida's getting themselves right. And they're, to me, the most complete team 
when everything is clicking in the SEC. I haven't seen enough out of Auburn to me for me to be comfortable with them. We know Kentucky. They're not very solid. And we got Tennessee there as well. So I think Florida is the most complete team when healthy. So in their only matchup, Tennessee did beat the Gators. But with that, with the March tournament comes experience and depth is key. And I think Florida has that. You know, they were in the Elite Eight last year. I think they're they're Same some of, <laughs> I think they're they are the team to beat in the SEC. So Dave, myself, and David all like Florida to win the SEC. How many teams do you think make it out of the conference? That's a good question because I feel like the SEC is surprisingly deep this yes. year. Yes, very deep. I'm going to go with I'm going to say eight. I don't think Mississippi State makes it in. But I think Texas A&M and Alabama. Mississippi State is, 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 is sneaky, though. They're sneaky. They're sneaky, the they're sneaky the good. But look at the you have, when you look at the resumes of what Texas A&M and what Alabama have, if it comes down to those three, Texas A&M and Alabama will get in nine times out of ten before Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. Again, Mississippi State, good year. But again, we talk about with college basketball teams, especially hold on, hold your on, resume. You th- you said Texas A&M and Alabama. You think Alabama gets in at seventeen and fourteen? Because of some of their key wins, yes. Jesus, 14, 14 losses. If, if, if look, if fourteen losses is getting in the tournament, then this next conference we go to, you better watch your mouth. You better watch your mouth, <laughs> dude. Jesus, fourteen losses in the NCAA tournament. You gotta have beaten at least five five quadrant one wins. You gotta have at least five. Well, you know what? I'm gonna check that while you two talk about how many you think get in. I think it's seven. Um, I, I've got seven. I got Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi State, Auburn, Tennessee, and Florida. I think that's what it is. I don't, I don't think A&M gets in. I don't think LSU or Alabama gets in w- without a big a big conference week by those teams. I get six uh, unless Texas uh, A&M, no, te- Mississippi State makes a run in the tournament. Then that's seven. But I don't think that the rest of the conference really – Lives up to the hype of the NCAA big dance, in my opinion. So here's who Alabama has beaten, just to put this out there. They're in the midst of a five-game losing streak right now. But they have wins over Tennessee by double digits. They beat BYU at BYU. They beat Memphis. Lost to Minnesota 89-84. That was the Minnesota game. Minnesota is garbage. That was the only game they finished with three players. I know those oh, won true, that game. True, true, true. You got they beat Rhode Island, who's going to be a tourney, tourney team out of the A10. They lost to UCF, who's definitely not going to make it. Six point loss at Arizona. Uh, beat Texas A&M. Beat South Carolina. Beat LSU. Beat Auburn. So they've beaten teams. They got dog by Florida. And they beat Oklahoma in the SEC Big 12 champ uh, tournament. So their resume might get them in a lot like Oklahoma. Because they're not playing well. But when you look at the quality wins that Alabama has, it's going to be hard to sit there and not at least consider them. I think if anything, they're a bubble team at this moment. They're definitely a bubble team. If I put them in the tournament, they're a playing game. Uh, As of right now, Joe Lenardi has them as an 11 seed playing game. So. Look at me. Joe Lenardi, eat, eat your shorts, dude. I'm better than you. Okay, let's, eat let's, your let's slow down Jesus. because CBS has them not even in there. So slow it down, dude. Well, yes, CBS. that's the people who uh, you know actually watch because CBS runs it, as they pointed out earlier. ESPN, though. Because they hold all the games on the weekdays. They're not season anyway. So. 
I mean, but but uh, CBS has the better games and the better announcers. And better announcers carry the games. Was better games? I don't know about all that. Uh, majority of the time. Did did, did uh, Duke and North Carolina play on CBS this year? No, because that's a contractual obligation no. between ESPN and the ACC. Usually, they usually get it. Actually, usually, yeah, they it's, it's, there's it, an it, agreement it, between it, it, the. It, it, there's an agreement there. To the next conference, the best conference, as my good friend Bill Walton likes to say weekly, the conference of champions. Well, get out of here. The Pac-12 guys, Arizona took home the league title this year amidst a a myriad of allegations going. How many on. years in a row is, is that for Arizona? Uh. Last year they didn't win. I think Oregon won it last year. So uh, it's not, not, a, not a consistent thing. But do you guys like Arizona to carry their win streak so far into the conference tournament and take home the title? I'm going to say yes because I'm not in love with really any other team in that Pac-12. Who really is besides Dan? And, we, and, and Dan knows where I stand yes. on the Pac-12 basketball-wise. But Arizona, the only thing I could see that's going to hinder Arizona is the cloud of the off-the-field stuff. Because you're getting now to the bigger stages where everyone's going to be looking at you. And everyone is going to be talking about you. Can That's my biggest thing. Can Arizona focus on the court while dealing with the off-the-court stuff, even though it sounds like Sean Miller what might not have been involved? You're still going to hear it. It's can you put the blinders on and do your job. And that will be the only thing that stops Arizona, in my opinion. I'm Ryan with the Bruins, folks. Of course. Regardless, regardless of the homer attitude you might want to put on me, um, the win this past Saturday against USC was huge. Aaron Holiday played phenomenally again. And they've beaten Arizona at Arizona. They beat USC at USC. Two teams that I think they will have to play in order to get this conference championship. I think they will beat again and pad to their resume and get themselves in the NCAA tournament. Dave? David, my fault. Wow. Has there ever been a time he has not picked UCLA? Nope. Picked them in football? That's false. You definitely did. No, you definitely did. No, I'll pull it up. I picked Washington to beat USC. So that's what I picked. I'm just saying. That feels like deflecting right now. He's trying to hide. That's the fact. That's, that's a fact. That is a fact. Don't let, don't let Dan distract, distract you from the fact that he probably picked UCLA for everything. Yep. Anyway, give me the uh, Wildcats. The Wildcats have been dominant. I mean, yes, they have their off-the-court things. And if they can keep those out of the uh, – they can put blinders over that, over that little issue, that will definitely – that team will definitely make it out alive. Like Dave, I'm not a fan of the Pac-12, though. Pac-12 is not as dominant as the rest of uh, everyone else. I only have uh, maybe two teams, three teams, uh, with UCLA being getting a playing game. Um, I see USC getting a low seed, very low seed, and I see Arizona because they won getting an average seed. I've got Arizona, USC, and I'm going back and forth on UCLA and Utah. I feel like they're both about the same record, both – have been decent, not great, not outstanding. I'm going to say three teams get in, but I'm not going to tell you who the third is because it's going to determine who does what in the Pac-12. Whoever goes further, UCLA or Utah, that's the third team. I think Arizona and USC are locks, and then Utah and UCLA will fight for that last spot. Pac-12 is getting a four, and it's not the team you're mentioning. Arizona State. 
the enough. They had enough wins at the beginning of the year to get them in. You've got to win at Allen Fieldhouse in Kansas. They beat Xavier. They've beaten USC. They've beaten UCLA. I think Arizona State is a clear, clear getting in the tournament. There is no need for a play, playing game for them. And I think UCLA will handle business and get themselves in as well, making it four teams. USC, both the Arizona schools and both the Southern California schools. Put it that way. Never once in Where are we going? Because we will not see each other until after after break. So we'll miss the first round. Who do you guys like as your top four teams right now as number one seeds? I'll uh, I'll do I'll take that one first. Um, does that have to be like in order of one, two, three, four? Just just give, give me give me who you think will be the four number one seeds come selection Sunday. Kansas, Nova, Virginia, Duke. I'm going Kansas. I have to put Xavier on the one line because I picked them over Villanova. I think Villanova gets the other number one seed, and I think Virginia. So you like Xavier instead of Nova, basically? Well, I have both in, but Xavier would be higher okay. because they would in so my – You don't think Kansas would be the one? That's what you're saying. No, I, I do not think you get another team out of the ACC. Gotcha. I think you get one from the ACC. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I second Dave. Um, I like Virginia, Nova, Duke, and Kansas. Um, but I would not – didn't say Nova. I said you. No, I David said Nova David. and oh, Xavier. David. David. Oh, okay. you, I didn't pick Duke. Uh, David, to David's point. I like Kansas, Nova, Virginia, and Duke. Um, just, some, just something about these four teams. They all seem to have the core ingredients of a good mix of young guys with leadership talent, who has seniors who have been there, done that, and great coaches. Those are always, Act like always, you've been there before. Always important. Actually, I don't think Xavier's really had, the, had a, um, a run recently. They had a run last year. In the tournament, they were the 11 seed. They beat, they beat, uh, they beat ex- Arizona, Arizona last year Where with a lot of bright. I do. I, I want to say that I believe that Purdue would have been on the one line had they won yesterday. Yes. Look. Same with Michigan State. I mean, either one of those teams, if they don't well, win the Purdue was in title, so obviously right. it's much, much easier from that standpoint. They still might get in, in all honesty. Yeah. Or a Cincinnati, if they win the eight, American with their resume might make. Top Sneed. four? Couldn't, couldn't put it back. Yes. Yeah, this is a four. solid team this year. Okay. Uh, I can, um, look at their record. And I, mean, it, I, got, I got you. I got you. That would ju- it would just I depend would, on how I think the Big East game will go and then how the ACC game will go. I think my sleeper for the fourth number one pick will be Texas Tech. But they'd have to be the big They'd have to win the big But I do believe Dave picked them. My fault, Dave did pick them. No, you picked Kansas. You picked Kansas, though. We'll see. We'll see how tricky, it's. tricky, tricky situation. This is why we're glad. This is, this is the, the best time of the year for college, for basketball in general. I think March to June is a great time. So before we move on to the NBA, correct? We are bringing back our favorite thing, our opening kickoff podcast bracket challenge 2018, and we're changing it up. We are picking the punishment now beforehand and beforehand, so everyone knows going in. Wait, I have, I have a question before we do this. Are we getting are we getting uh, others involved? Like, uh, by the way, y'all got four days. My fault, five days. I know. Oh shoot! I completely. Oh, I didn't forget. Y'all better figure it out. You got five days. You see, I'm gonna catch you while you are on guard. You got five days. See, you waiting for it, ain't you? No. You waiting for the part no. of the face, ain't I you? I just forgot my birthday was Sunday, so <laughs> it hit me. That. I completely forgot. So I didn't forget. Good, good. At least someone's on. 
on the ball. Someone's but, on task. Someone's on task here. Trust me. What do we want the punishment to be? And remember, we can't go soft just because we might face this punishment. It has to be a global punishment because we have to have other people who can do it, not here right. on the radio show. I think singing might be the easiest. I, I agree. I totally agree. And I think it I think it is the winner's choice. So whoever wins gets to choose the song that's I agree. Sing. I like that. I hate you, Doug. <laughs> uh, I, I I I would like to go a little bit harder than sing, but because you know it is a hard uh, it, it's sometimes hard to coordinate things, I guess you would have to do that. Just know Dave, I already have your punishment picked out if you do lose. I don't know why you're blaming me. No, I, I, I said song. Todd. I, I said feel like Todd. he's bitter at me because it was bitter. a country I am music. bitter. You are bitter at me. I am bitter because I don't ever think Todd was listening to country music. And so when he said the song, it caught me off guard. You, on the other hand, you listen to country there. music and you sat there and said, yeah, I'm all for it. Set me up for failure. Yikes. And it was glorious. not too far behind. It was glorious. Because you're there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Glorious. I, I can't think of anything else that wouldn't have. Yeah, I like singing. Yes, singing, singing, song, singing. I sing in the shower. I sing when I'm driving. I do not sing anywhere else. Well, you did on the podcast, and it went beautifully. Beautiful, absolutely it was beautiful not- for everyone else. Facebook, Twitter, all that. <laughs> look fantastic. You look Boy. fantastic, kid. And your bosses noticed it too. That's even better. Yeah. What were their responses? Paul actually comes up to me and goes, "I saw the punishment. That was that was harsh." <laughs> Shout out to Paul and Brad. Shout out to Paul. We'll have we'll have those guys on closer. To we'll definitely time. have them back on again sometime soon. To the NBA talk as we gear up for the stretch run here towards the playoffs. Outside of the top five teams being the Raptors, Celtics, Cavs, Warriors, and Rockets, who do you guys deem as dark horses to make some noise going into May? When all healthy, I like the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think my only hesitation, which is so far against Tom Thibodeau, is they're not a great defensive team. Mm-hmm. But with Carl Anthony Towns, Todd Wait, Gibson. Out of the top five. Yes, they're not. They're no, not. They're, they're not a four five. seed, I believe. Five. No. They're five. Five. five pardon me. But that's because they're Outside without the top five teams in the NBA. Not in okay. Their okay. Top. I thought you meant. Okay. Go on. But no, I would go to Timberwolves. When healthy, they're, they're as good as Oklahoma City, San Antonio. That next group. I don't know if they're in the Warriors Rockets class, but they're right there on the cusp, ready to beat the door down. Do you want me to do one from the East as well, or just sure? Why not? Why not? Take 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 a swing at it. I, I, it's gonna sound weird, but I I, I gotta lean the Wizards right now. And the, the way, animus swinging the way they're playing, the way they're playing without John Wall, leads me to think. If John Wall comes back, buys into the system that's working, they could very easily be a threat in the East. I still, I, I like Minnesota. I don't think they have enough for Houston and Golden State, but they have enough at least for the East to be dangerous. Keep in mind, they lost to Golden State by eight points Wednesday night, and Bradley Beal had an awful night shooting, and they were without John Wall. Imagine when John Wall comes back with where, how they're playing right now. The Wizards very easily could be a threat. In the West, I second, I second your motion with the Timberwolves. I do like them. They are a solid team who I believe should be a lot higher. Um, as far as the fifth seed, I believe that they have the potential to make a run. So that is my Western Conference team in the East. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give the Bucks. 
I believe I believe that the dangerous. I believe the Bucks. I think that's because the Bucks beat the Sixers, and I think. And remember, but watching that game, you one you get you got to see a hell of a fight from the Sixers, but you got to see a side of the Bucks that you know can create problems with teams like a Cleveland on a bad night, like a Boston when Kyrie isn't shooting the lights out, like a Toronto when Toronto wants to be Toronto in the third round, things like that. I like the Bucks, but I'm going with the Sixers. You just said. I'm confused. Yeah, you just hit the Bucks and then try to pull the Sixers last. I, 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 I still like the Sixers, but I'm going with the Bucks. Like I, I want the Sixers to be my Sixers are my team, but non-biased aside, I'm going with the Bucks. All right, I'm gonna take your team and run with it because those boys, those boys are strong. Those and, boys are oh, strong. Oh, you see new addition? Ilya's over. You yes. got shooters. They're they're adding they're adding shooters. Around Ben Simmons and Joel, they're spreading the floor around two guys who can finish the basket, and they're playing solid defense to come up with these victories, as you saw last week against Cleveland. Out west, I really like the Blazers right now. They've won eight of their last nine, sitting at number three. Damian Lillard and CJ obviously can score, but one of the biggest keys to their stretch is they're playing good defense. They've only allowed 98.1% of their points in the past eight of their nine wins, and biggest key, they're in top ten. Defensive right now, defensive efficiency. They're playing great ball. And when you have two guards like that who can score, you can shoot with Houston and Golden State. So I really like what Portland's doing so far. Do they have another option? Because what you're seeing, nope. that's Hell the no. problem. <laughs> that's, a, that's what's going to keep Portland down in the West. In my opinion, when you look at the other teams they would play against. Now, San Antonio is in the same boat. Right. Without Kawhi Leonard... You're relying on LaMarcus Aldridge and DeJounte Murray, and that's about it. Pau Gasol, maybe, but that isn't a solid big three. Oklahoma City, when they want to play ball, has a big three. We know the Rockets have a big three. We know the Warriors have a big three. Minnesota, when Jimmy Butler's healthy, has a big three. That's where a team like Portland is in trouble. They don't have a third scoring option. Let's talk about a big one right now. Anthony Davis. Yes, sir. You got the Pelicans won eight he straight. Is, Just beat your Spurs a couple nights back. He is playing MVP caliber ball. Has he? At the very minimum, he needs to be under consideration yes, for it. No doubt. Without Blake Cousins, he's doing this all on his own. All on his own. Man, because I can't name the other players off the top of my head that the Pelicans have right now outside Rondo. of him. Okay, Rajon Rondo on name, but is he producing, is he producing at a level? Is Harry Kevin still with him? No, I think he's Sacramento. No, no, no. no Sacramento. So he's somewhere. He's somewhere, he's he's somewhere in the West, buried on the yes. team. But, but Anthony Davis deserves to be an MVP candidate. Deserves to be at least top three with LeBron and the beard right now. Let me hit a little bit of a pause button. Let's see where they end. Yes. Because there's still a long way to go. And, and it's the same with the Portland. And, and yeah. this Western Conference race is going to be beautiful down the stretch. Portland right now sits at third spot. Denver sits at the eighth spot, only two games back. So you're talking about two games separate five teams, and it's then a photo and here, here's what you here's what's fascinating. Denver, I feel like, is a team that everyone's going to overlook, but they might not win the first round, but they're going to give the one seed a hell of a yes. game. They've beaten Houston, they've beaten Golden State because no one wants to play in the altitude. That, exactly, that is they hard. beat it San Antonio. Hard thing to do. They've beaten the top teams that they have had to in the West. They're going to be a problem for whoever gets them in the first they, round. They beat the Cavs. And I wouldn't even be surprised. I don't think it would happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if they happen to pull off the first round upset. As an eight seed, I doubt they're going to be. I, I I said I doubt it, but I wouldn't be shocked because that's how good of a team 
Denver is. If you put Denver in the East, I think you could easily make them what a four seed at the minimum. They're that deep. They'd be behind the Sixers, so they'd be a seven seed. Yes, sir. Yes. I, I don't sir. know. Some of those teams above the Sixers, I the Wizards really, and the Pacers. The Wizards and the Pacers are the only teams that you and the Pacers, really move. despite letting go of Paul George, they've still kept the same profile. Play defense, play through our star, who's old right Stevenson. now, who's playing well. Matt Stevens. Coming off the bench, averaging, I think, eight a game. That's what I'd see. He, I, I feel like he's the glue of that team. Him and Victor. Anyway. Our final question of the evening. Regards to the NBA and the college basketball and the situation with the one-and-done rule. ESPN put out a report today that there is a plan in the works to try and nullify that rule and get some type of program together for young 18-year-olds coming out of high school to either go into the league, go to college, or go into a smaller league that gives them well-rounded skills, whether it's on and off the court. On ESPN, they posted this and said, a plan is expected to include the NBA starting relationships with elite teenagers while they are still in high school, providing skills to help them develop both on and off the court. It would ultimately go as an alternate path to the NBA besides playing in college and a way for 18-year-olds that could earn a meaningful salary either from NBA teams or as part of the enhanced option in the developmental G League. What do you guys make of this situation, and is this a benefit towards basketball? It's going to hurt the college game. There's no events or buts about it, but I think more because you're going to lose some of the names from high school, like Zion Williams, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son. Well, they're, they're, already, they're already committed, so. Right, but in the future, you won't have that those names coming in. I think it's – I think it works if the NBA also tells the kids, if you go to college, you got to go a minimum three years. You do the baseball route or the hockey route. They're really feeling that rule, Dave. It, because it's the easiest rule. I mean, Football that, has that it. Isn't a baseball, that isn't a baseball route, though. Baseball, you can go whatever. But exactly, but you also give the kids the option to go to college. Let's not. Oh, you're saying like if you try out, you can't. You can still come back compared to like. Yeah, I I, I would leave it open. If a kid gets there, he thinks he's an elite talent, and he goes to one of these mini camps because you know the mini camps are going to be run probably during basketball season or immediately after. You're still going to have time to declare to go to college if you want to. So if you get to say the end of the year. And let's say, I don't know, you, you try out and you're actually not really that good or you're not cut out to be an elite talent yet, then you still have the option to go to college. But the, you go to college understanding you got to go three years. I like this move. It's actually what I believe is needed in the basketball world with the corruption of the NCAA. <laughs> the NCAA. But when you have when you're giving these guys opportunities and chances to do things like this, it enhances the game because you know you don't have the people who are going to college for one year. So you if they they feel that they're ready, they can go whenever they want. I do like that all I like that idea. So I think this rule only works for the game if the situation that you're putting these eighteen year old kids in is better than it is college. If those kids aren't getting better counsel they could get that they could get from a coach self or a coach right or a coach K, then I don't think it's gonna be helpful. I don't think they're gonna expand their game and become better men for it. So I don't I, I think I think you need to take break it down a little bit and take it more of the NCAA route. I think you keep the G League in its place, but I don't think this route is the best one to go. I mean you also have a LeVar Balls league that's gonna be developing soon. So And he's got he's he's got the bread to fund right now. So they have options they have plenty of options to go where we don't want to go to college for a year. You can go somewhere else. Like, 
there's things to do. So right. regardless, this is what happens when the NCAA thinks it's a monopoly and it's really not. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going off the reservation. Off so if, if, if you uh, if you came in for sports talk, um, I we thank you for listening. Um, we are about to uh, have a really bumpy landing. We'll be we'll be back Wednesday. We're going to talk Thursday. Thursday. We're going to talk uh, wrap up the combine. Really dive all in on the NFL free agency, which is heating up. A lot of news dropping this week. So we'll keep you up to date with that. But we are going a little off the reservation. And we're going to go off topic because we had so much fun last week going off topic. Isn't that right, Dan? As always. As always. So I want to ask this question. Did anyone watch the Oscars? Negative. Big negative. Triple negative. I'm glad. I'm glad. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure that we were all in the greens, even though I do know who won Best Picture, and I'm saving that for my final time. I, I just want to know um, if there's any listener that has watched the was it the Shape of Water? Please comment and um, let us know how what you thought about it because Please, I've never because I'm baffled. I've never heard about it. I've heard. I mean, I've never heard about it till now. I mean, what is the weirdest th- movie concept? Because there's a weird movie concept, The Shape of Water. If you don't know, please go look it up because I don't want to explain it. And I mean, I'm saving get, it for my final job. Let's give a quick synopsis about it. I mean, to me, what it sounds like is a reverse role of mermaids. You know, people falling in love with water demons. I mean, it's kind water of, demons. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it, but I mean, we look at it like that. I mean, uh, mermaids were a mythical female who, you know, appeared to sailors back in the olden times when they would be at sea for days and pretty much lure men to their deaths, but. I mean, it sounds like the reverse role of that. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a horrible concept. I've never watched a movie. That's the one thing about the Golden Globes I do. I will never criticize it because there's things I've never watched there. But I do know Get Out was a phenomenal movie. I would second that. I like the movie. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, you actually did watch it? Yes. <laughs> so, wait, wait, Dan. We watched it on the bus uh, at the, during one of the trips last season. So, Dan, being you the one that uh, dates a... Um, a woman of Caucasian descent. How 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 how's it? And you be you being a man of African American descent. How how was that experience for you? Well played, well played. Um, you know, I thought it was what, what I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought it was going to be a movie about race and the situations that derive from a mixed relationship. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it brought to light a lot of things that are truthful and um, impactful in today's society. And I, I was a fan. Did you have any um, worries or fears after? No, I'm, I'm six years in deep. If I had any fears, they would have happened a long time ago. They okay. would have, they would have came to fruition a long time ago too. Because I, I do remember a picture of uh, Dan was at a uh, at a little get together and he was the only minority there. And we all right after the movie Get Out came, and we all were saying in the comments, Dan, get out. So matter of fact, let me pull it up real quick for Dave because I don't think. No, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this. In fact, it was a conversation topic. On one of our podcasts about it. But on, t- <laughs> on top of The Shape of Water, what is the weirdest movie concept that you actually sat and watched? Hmm. I have an easy one because I get criticized all the time by my family for watching this movie. I watched Men Who Stared Coats for about half an hour. It was the weirdest movie ever. It was a George Clooney movie. Wait, wait, what is the name of the movie? Men, men Who, who Stared Stare Coats. Goats. So goats or coats? Goats. So Dave was one of the men staring at goats for an hour. Yes. It was really weird. Like they would just stare at this goat, and the goat would fall over. I, I didn't understand it, but I watched like a half an hour of it. And Dan, of course, has got to go look it up because you. No, gotta, I, I got to go look up my own movie. 
Balls of Fury was an interesting one. The ping pong movie. Did you guys ever see that? Who was that with? Uh, Terry Crews was in it. Christopher Walken. Oh, that I one that. where I yeah, the one where they hilarious. they're blow darting the people that lose to ping pong. Um, it was I, funny, but it was a strange damn movie. What was? I think that's up there. Um, you know what? I any to me any weird movie that I've ever watched is any extra movie. Them things just get straight old creepy. I can't watch any of those. Like, movies. I I I, I, there's, I watched uh, The Conjuring and I I, re, I full wholeheartedly regret that decision. Um, someone asked me did I watch Conjuring two? I said hell no, and I will not watch any. I watched was it The Exorcist? I watched. I, I don't want to watch some things. I I can't do it, and I just think that the concept of demons and all that stuff is. Ludicrous. I like to sleep at night. That's why I don't watch. Exactly. It. After I watched Conjuring, I did not sleep for two weeks. I was up all night. Dan is stuck in. Because I, I don't really, I don't like. If I go to movies, it's either sports, sports, superhero, or Will Smith for Denzel. No action. No. I mean, that's my action category. Oh, just my action Denzel. category right there. Will Smith, <laughs> Denzel, Star Wars, Superheroes. Star Trek. Movies like that, like I don't really go to the movies outside of there. I don't like watch if I'm if I'm in the crib chilling, I'm watching sports. That's that's what I do. I don't I don't put on movies. I don't, uh, that's I don't that's fair. TV. I do that. So except in the spring, I do recommend. Season. I did see Molly's game over the winter. I do recommend it. That um, was a uh, that's the Jessica Chastain one. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was uh, I, don't, I don't know her actor's name. I just knew she was Molly Bloom in the movie. That's all I knew. That's all I knew. Um, but the movie was. You talk about an actress that you want to star in a movie with? Jessica Chastain is right up there. <laughs> she wasn't on your list, Dave. She was not. I do recommend because I, I couldn't movie. think of any actress at the time. It was out. What, is, what is the synopsis of the movie? Um, basically, she was she was going to jail. She was on trial for um, corrupting poker games. Like basically, she was taking money out, or they said she was taking money out. Um, and they said she knew a bunch of secrets about these mobsters. It was actually pretty pretty interesting. You got the backstory of who she was, how she came to be this lady, and then about the poker games that she was running. It was actually pretty lit. Hmm. <laughs> I will probably not watch that, but it then I'll watch it when it comes on HBO or something. Yeah, like I, I, like I normally. I don't have HBO here, nor do I have HBO Go. So. And Idris Elba. Yes. Played her lawyer. Very solid. Very solid. Oh. Oh. Now David's intrigued a little bit. Not really, but you know. <laughs> Okay, maybe now. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, know what? I'm 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 gonna. What has been your favorite within the last five years? What has been your favorite movie? Since we are right, since we've been to college, since we're all seniors here, four years. Since you left home, left the nest, and you've been able to watch movies on your own. What's your favorite? Movie? I feel like there's a. Never mind. I'm gonna let that one go. Ah, I really did like Wonder Woman. And I think that was <laughs> I not why. not not for that though. Not uh-huh. for what you're thinking. Uh, because actually because you, like, you have a little crush on Wonder Woman. It's okay. I, I'd, I'd probably say Straight Outta Compton for me. For me so far, Straight Outta Compton has been been pretty pretty good to me through these five years. So what? Since that's what junior high school? I guess that would be our five years from right now. I, mean, I said since you came to college. Oh, skip college. Well, yeah. Straight out. I was about to say, like, that was sophomore year. That was sophomore year. That, that, that's been it for me. Damn, I haven't watched many movies. <laughs> yeah, I really I recently, no. <laughs> I really haven't. I've been watching more TV shows. I haven't watched miniseries here. Like, that's that the been, next question. Miniseries have been phenomenal. I watched, I fin- just, no, I need to finish one. And I just started the one that USA has on uh, Biggie and Tupac. That's, that's, phenom- a, that's phenomenal. We'll, we'll get to that question. I'm proud of you for watching that, by the way. That's phenomenal. So um, my question is, my answer yeah, is, what about you? Uh, I like, I like the you know the newbies, Black Panther. 
Oh, I'm tripping. Blackhead, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm about to say. I haven't seen it. Not because I don't want to, but I just. You've been busy. Yeah, it happens. So I, mean, I, I, I broke to me. That's you sound like something you've been broke. I no, mean, it's more like you gotta go to movie for like fifty dollars nowadays. Popcorn's too expensive. Drink too expensive. Tickets already twenty dollars. Right. I have HBO installed. Y'all get snacks and stuff at the movies? If I can afford it. For what? Just go to the movie. Like if I want to eat, I'm gonna I'm have a meal with my. I'm gonna go. I gotta have the popcorn. Go so I'm after. sitting there like throwing it in my you mouth as it's. So you don't throw all the butter you can. I don't like popcorn. popcorn. You don't like wild. Popcorn. It's pointless to me. What is up with you, Dan? Will you? First, first, he goes, first he goes to Red Lobster and get the wings. And he doesn't, he doesn't like popcorn in the movie theater? We're learning a lot gonna, about I'm going to send both of you snaps on Sunday after church when we go to the Red Lobster, then we go to the movies. That's how we do it. We go to church, we either go to the movie first or we go to eat. We go to eat, then we go to the movie. There's no need to get popcorn at that point because I've already eaten. I've already I, had I, 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 I All right, but hold on, hold on. Let's not everyone eats or not everyone eats before or after the movies. You should. You should. That's how but you should you, do it. But see, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, I might as well go to Wegmans or something, get a little bag of candy, put it in my pocket, and then walk in. For what? Just go get a meal. Go eat. Go but eat see, I don't got my, I don't got, I don't Go eat have, dinner. I don't have twenty dollars to drop just to get a meal. Then go to your house and eat dinner, and then go to the movie. That's how you should do it. Like you're wasting time. I mean, but you're not, wasting time and effort and money to get popcorn. When, I go, when I go to yeah, school. but hold on. Here's here's a better question. What happens if you eat beforehand and then you got a pee mid movie and you're in a movie? You pee before the movie starts. I'm not gonna lie, you just hold that. You just hold that, that too. You hold that. <laughs> you just hold There's that. a commitment you have to have. There, there, it's like in class. If Obi Wan and Darth Vader are going at, I'm holding it. I gotta hold it. Think of it. It's like when you're in class and you know you gotta go, but you're towards the tail end of class, and the professor's rambling, and he doesn't. That they don't really like when you get up in the middle of class and you're sitting there like. Oh no, I just go. Sometimes, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sometimes, talking. sometimes. I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm talking. Slow, slow for the teacher. Oh, but I, when I when I was at Black Panther, I had the urge to the urge to you know excuse myself happened within the first twenty minutes. But yeah, that movie was so well written. It was so the backstories between all the characters were well done. The music was well done. CGI was well done. It was so good that I forgot I even had to go until the last until the last five minutes where T'Challa and Killmonger were at, were fighting, and I was like, oh wait, hold on. Okay, now crap. You need, you need to go see the movie. I I will hey, see the movie eventually. Over spring break. And listen, make, and make that your priority. On one of those days when college basketball is not on, go see. Go see. That's the problem. Is every day but Monday there's college basketball. And I would, it's, I would love to tell you, Dave, that you know you need to uh, listen to the soundtrack, but it's a bunch of hip hippity hop songs that you oh, don't like. No, there's not. There was some, there was some nice some nice beats and there's some nice slow stuff for you. I, I don't really I don't, listen to soundtracks for like movies. Usually I don't, but this one was fantastic. No, but the, and that's what I like about this movie is the soundtrack added to the movie. Yes. All right, so you we wanted to bring up the topic of mini series. Mini series like Netflix. It, HBO, uh, HBO. So TV series count? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, What's the right. one that you're? Are we talking about recent? Are we talking about all? Let's go recent. At this current moment in time. Yeah. I'm watching the game. That damn, you got to bring it back to this time period. That that was like five years ago. It's on. It's on. It's on. It's on Hulu. Oh yeah, you're right. Because I was watching yesterday. Uh, the game. I was talking about like recent though. But go on. The game is about. Um, What's his name? I'm on season five. Yeah, after season four, I chalked it. No, nah, it's it's been it's been, it's been solid so far. I don't. I don't, I don't it's still got Malik and Derwin in there. I mean, yeah, and I love Megan Good and all, but oh. uh, but when that new season, when season four kicked in, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I because I, it, it got away from football. I watched it to watch football. Well, football. I mean, football like things. Yeah, it's basically about these athletes and their mother, wife, and girlfriend about the stuff that happens to pro athletes and the life that happens around them. There's no actual football scenes in the show. Really, you don't really see any actual football. In the first three seasons, there were. Uh, there was like one or two. There's not that many. 
See, outside of watching like normal, the normal like, no, 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 not 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 in that way, but like the normal set shows that I watched all twenty three episodes of. Yeah, like oh, I watched shows. Got yeah, like, like the Arrow. CW Arrow. I watched the DC shows on gotcha. CW. I watched Gotham. Gotham phenomenal. I haven't watched. I haven't watched Gotham. Is since it, after, is it like, actually Batman? Like, what is it? So it's it's before Batman. It's like the lead up. It's like to what turned Batman. Batman into Batman. Right, like you follow Bruce, young Bruce Wayne up until right now they're in the process of him becoming Batman. So it focuses on like Commissioner Gordon and all the villains. Yeah, because Peyton watched it when we It's funny. It's really good. It's really I, good. I watched the first season. The first season was good. Um, which season was uh, Jada Pinkett Smith in? But the first or second? First and third. She was really good. What's that show we was watching last semester? The Carmichael Show. Fantastic. I'm so disappointed Fantastic. that I got canceled. No, I just I watched it with Cam, and I know oh. Cam for episode. I am so disappointed that it got canceled. That was. And I think it only got canceled because it hit on topics that were very sensitive, and NBC is a very. NBC wanted to change, and I don't blame Dry Carmichael. They didn't want to. But outside of the outside of like those regular shows that I watch all twenty three episodes, I'm really big into the historical miniseries here of late. Like OJ, I watched the OJ one. Oh, the OJ last year. Oh, that, that was great. That was really good. Uh, I will just I got to finish the wake up. <coughs> Which is really good. The what? Waco. If you, it's a his. It happened in the nineties, two years before most of us were born. Who was the black guy that played um, the attorney? Not the attorney. The um, what's his name? He played the defense. Oh, oh God! What was his name? The guy who played John Carpenter? No, the other side. Sterling K. Brown. Yes, fantastic, fantastic in that movie. Thought he did a great job. That whole series was really good. That's why I'm watching. Was, the, um, that's why I'm watching the one now that USA has on Biggie and Tupac. Do you the think, same people do you think did. OJ did it? I think there's no doubt in my mind OJ did it at this point. I don't know. I really don't. You know what? I think it like we talk about college basketball, knowing how corrupt it is. The worst kept secret is we all know OJ did. It. <laughs> you know, we you all know, know he did it. You know he what? did. He got lucky. The glove didn't fit the one day. And if it doesn't fit, then what happens? You, you can't get right. You must acquit. Whatever. I forget it right. You must acquit. And I, 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 if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I can. I have to acquit. I'm not gonna sit here and say he did. I'm not gonna sit here and say he didn't. I've had you know a good friend Duke, good friend of the show Duke, try to scientifically prove to me that gloves can shrink and yada yada blah, blood, blah blah. Which is what probably happened. And if if it did, it. I'm not there. Do I think he did it? I like to think he didn't do something as gruesome as that, but you know. I I, I just think after all these years, it's just. I, I literally think that he and the case all came at the right time in American civilization as far as the court system and everything that is wrong with the way things work. I would agree with that. You know, you know a show that people sleep on a lot. Any a lot of BT's been putting out a lot of good product lately. But there's a show called The Quad. It's about HBCU. It's struggling with money, all that good stuff. I don't expect anyone really to watch it, but I watch it religiously every week. Two days at 10 o'clock. That's a great show. Granted, I also... But I would pass it up to watch the Tupac. And, that, and, and like I said, that, that's why it's slept on. There's, there's other things that are better, people deem as better. And on top of that, it's a matter of, I want to go to HBCU. Matter of fact, my other two options besides the school I currently attend, Stevenson, were HBCUs. So I always have that what if factor, and all my friends go to HBCUs. So with that, with that being such a topic that hits close to home, as far as that could have been me, I have a little interest in that. And as a little music, has a little sports. You no, know, I like, it. I like. It. 
But my my favorite show, my favorite show, and I've watched this show at least five times. My girlfriend actually gets annoyed at me for putting it back on Hulu. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Phenomenal. Oh, fit. Oh, God. Phenomenal. Underrated. I think it's underrated in terms of you talk good. I am so mad I never knew about that show when it was actually on TV. When I, I watched it when it was on TV. I used to record it every Monday. Wasn't it, ba- it was buried behind, I think, like Big Bang Theory. and Yes, that was like their Monday, Monday Night lineup. It was Big Bang Theory and How I Met Your Mother and something else. I think Mike and Molly was on there, too. It was like all oh, three Mike and Molly was another look, really look, Looking at How I Met Your Mother, it started in, what, 2003. 2003. Yeah. The, the year it starts when he starts telling the story. No, but even then, like they still recorded two thousand four. You see the progression, literally, in life of the character. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing, and it was well written. And the ending pissed me off the most. Why? Because literally, all right. So literally, the, the mom was in the show for five episodes. That's the whole point. It literally, literally, he couldn't have got he couldn't have got a Robin within the first within the first, like get get out of here. David, David, what is life? What is life? What is life? A bunch of BS. What is life? It is not about the end goal. It's how you get to the end goal. And that's what that show is really about. How I Met Your Mother. It's not about the mother. It's about how we got there. The process. All the little the, steps. The mother all the little die. steps that Ted had to take to get there just to finally realize that Robin was there all along. That is why it's so great. But then why couldn't Robin Fantastic. be the mother? Why couldn't Robin be the mother? She becomes how, the mother. This show is called How I Met Your Mother. She becomes the mother. No, because even when they talk She's about it. She's Robin, they, but she becomes their mother. I mean, no. That's what you don't see. If they, had a, they, if they make a new How I Met, how I Met Your Mother, uh, what do they call it? The recast or whatever, yeah. whatever they're doing nowadays. The reboot. reboot. They want to yes. reboot every show in the world. They want to reboot. And I, they would, I pretty it would be it would be how and how Ted and Robin coexist with two new kids. Why, why how, couldn't they? Why couldn't they say how Ted met Robin? Because it wouldn't be about that. Because the simple fact is Robin wasn't ready. Robin was not ready until the end. After she went through, uh, what's my the Harold and Kumar dude? That dude, uh, Barney. Oh yeah, the, 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 she went, yeah. the other co-host. Barney twice. She had to go th- yes, Barney twice. She had to go through all these different things to get to where she was Don. at that point in time to be ready to be ready for Ted's love. Ted to go through the same thing, all these little steps to learn who he was as a man, and ha- had these kids that she, she never wanted, she wasn't ready for, and Boom. then couldn't have. That exactly. That's I'm, how it works I, out. I'm just saying. That's what life is. All, how all much I'm saying is recommend it to everybody. Watch it again. Watch it again. Watch it again. I, I I'm recommending it too. It just pissed me off that with that the mother was only in the show for the second season. What? No, for the last. You, season. you want to what? piss me off? The fact that I didn't know that Barney was gay in real life until like season six. No, no, but that's the funny thing. No, that's the funny thing. Are you serious? I had no idea. No, but that's, that's here, the funny I want to ask this question. You brought up that you. Uh, we'll get to in a second. He brought up that he would watch it o- over again. Mm-hmm. I would too. What show? What show? Outside of How, How I Met Your Mother, because you've already said it. Yes. What other show would you want to go back and start from the beginning and watch over the entire series? Mine would be Twenty Four. I love back in the day. Keeper Sutherland, Jack Bauer was the best show. I still need to watch the new one, but I only had one season. It wasn't that good. Yeah. It's one of those things like if you do a separate entity away from what was it built, mm-hmm. and the entire 24 franchise is built on one guy, Jack Bauer, mm-hmm. Keeper Sutherland, and then you try to reinvent it, it just it wasn't going to work. I honestly would consider Final Highlights. It was that good to me this summer. It was that good to me. You were holding out for the longest. I know, I know. I took a while. I took a while to come around. I'm sorry. Jeez, we we were trying to tell you two summers ago, and all, all of a sudden now you want. I I do agree with that. That was a phenomenal show. A great ending. You know, uh, Coach Taylor coming to Philadelphia. He uh, was it some school? Was it some school? It's it's a, it's relevant. Um, let's see. Uh, school was it favorite show I'd watch again? Probably. Man, it may just be Luke Cage. 
Ooh. Outside outside of How Much Mother, maybe Luke Cage. Luke Cage was very good, very good. I well. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it, it had the uh, Black Renaissance. The mm-hmm. it had Harlem, and on top of that, without with watching Jessica Jones, it added that element to it. And I didn't get to watch the show after that that they created. Um, Which one? Oh, uh, it was like there was him, Jessica Jones, and like it was like a group. It was a group yeah, of, I, I, and, I uh, Daredevil wasn't there too. Yeah, I didn't care for that because I didn't watch Daredevil. But I'd watch Luke Cage again just off the fact that I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, don't look at me weird. I watched 90210 freshman year. It wasn't bad. Not gonna lie, it wasn't bad. I just wanna that out there. Sure. I'm in I'm in Chicago PD right now. So I'm in, I mean that that's different than 90210. Yeah, it's true. A lot, it's a lot true. I mean like, That'd be like if he said he watched Glee. I'd have a problem if he said he watched Glee. I would not be surprised. Didn't, wa- didn't watch Glee. Didn't I, 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 I can count that off for you. <laughs> Actually, you wanna you wanna know a show that since I was talking about uh it shows where I shouldn't be watched. I, in high school I watched Awkward on MTV. Not that bad of a show. Not even sure what that is. Yeah, Never watched any it, show on MTV. To be totally honest, I do recommend. My girlfriend's been watching Blacklist. I've seen a couple episodes. It's, on, like it's it. on Netflix. You didn't like it? The Blacklist? Yes. Matter of fact, I early on it was really good. Like season stuff. like season five, she loves it. I yeah, changed stuff. my show that I want. I'd watch again. Parks and Rec. That show is phenomenal. I want to watch the one with the one that has Chops Gambino in it. What's that one? Oh, uh, Community. Yes, I want to watch that one. But I can never find that it. was really funny. That one got buried is. though. I didn't. I did. I thought that that wasn't that good. So that's why I never. In the beginning, it was really. Good. I didn't like Parker Rec. I didn't. I, and you I didn't like. I didn't what? like that. I didn't like the. Office. You didn't like Ron Swanson. I didn't like the Office either. What is wrong with you? Neither of those things appealed me. There's Honey, three the things office, now. The Office wasn't. All right, hold on. Hold they said the first. Throw, they, said, they said the first season. Sucked. The first season's the worst of the, of the Office. I will. No, be. I've watched a couple seasons of the Office. They usually got a really bad sense of humor. But I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. Overrated. It had its funny moments, but it wasn't a consistently funny show. But we're, we're going to bring it back to Daniel. That's strike three on him. Strike three? What do you mean? You don't like Parks and Rec. No. You don't get the popcorn with all the butter at the movie <laughs> theater. And you go to a Red Lobster and get wings, you're out. Goodbye. That's like saying I'm going go to that's like saying so I'm gonna go to Pandini's and get shrimp. Like it, they don't serve they don't, shrimp. Yeah, they don't. If they serve so, shrimp, so, so that's, I would so that's strike one for you. Okay. Okay. No, <laughs> that was a swing and a miss, Dave. That was a bad one. No, that, no, that that's like going to Rockland and getting the fish. You don't. Get, I always get the fish. What is wrong? And with that, that? Y'all messing up on the tilapia. And he's the out, he's, he's <laughs> already got his first strike. He's got his, he's got his first strike on the second. You get the that. fish, the rice, and the green beets, and you're good to go. That's a oh. meal. That is a good meal. You don't get the exotic food at Rockland. You don't get the exotic food at a restaurant that it isn't known for. It's like going to a barbecue joint and just throwing a dart at the most obscure thing on the menu. Well, you folks, could just, you could just get a as your host for the evening, I think it's time this show comes to a close because these two jackrabbits, I have lost their mind. You two have lost your <laughs> you're, mind. You're, you're, you're just afraid to go to a Mr. Barbecue get a salad. <laughs> Final drive time. Either That one would be like going to a sports oh, bar yeah, yeah. and getting a salad. No, that's, that's like going to Buffalo Wild Wings and getting a burger. Do I do that. What is no, wrong no, with no. that? Hold on. What? I'll what beg, is I burger wings? Like what? One. The burger's fine. I, you go to a sports bar, you're normally expecting to get like wings, a burger, burger fries, like the whole That would be like going to Wild Wings and getting the garden sampler or whatever it is that's the just straight vegetables or something like that. Then I'm going to look at you sideways. You go to a sports bar and you're trying to eat healthy? Don't go into a sports bar. It's simple. But you want to watch sports at a sports bar. Then you're going to eat bad food. It's like going to McDonald's and thinking you're going to eat healthy. I mean, I mean, one the one guy who did the super size. No, no, he almost died. All right, uh, <laughs> all right, final drive. Final drive time. Uh, I'll go first. I'll get mine. I'm about to say because I, 
I think I think, think I went today. Ladies and gentlemen, someone please explain to me why there is love for the shape of water. We have already talked about this, but it baffles me. It is about a woman who fell in in love with a fish creature. And yes, it is a fish creature, folks. I do not get it. I do not get how someone sat there and thought that this was a great idea. And then better yet, they went and wrote a story for said movie. And then, oh, it gets even better. And then they actually pitched the story and someone actually bought it. Then someone made it into a movie. And on top of that, they made Oscar nominations and won an Oscar. People who made this movie, who thought it was a good movie. I want to know what you're smoking. Why are you why is now the trend we want to make this weird movie? It is weird, bizarre. But yet everyone wants it. I don't get it. Someone explain to me. Someone out there listening to this show, help me understand why the shape of water is as good as it is. I don't get it. Insert drop mic. We've hit that time in year. March is here. Spring is rolling around the corner. And there are two days that have not been entered on the holiday calendar yet. I'll never understand why. The first two days of March Madness deserve to be holidays on the fiscal calendar. People should not be at work. Kids should not be in school. Because ain't a, ain't a lick, ain't a lick of work getting done. Everybody got their phones out, checking their bracket, seeing if the 13 seed is going to be the fall. Everybody got their bracket out, checking to see if that one seed might just lose for the first time ever. No one is doing work. You are wasting two days just to pay people to sit there and check their brackets and check ESPN all day. Save some money. Send them all home. Two days, Thursday and Friday. First two days of the tournament. That's all I ask. Just give March Madness. It's due. It's due. Give people that day off. I still want to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I come to you. I come to you as a Philadelphia resident, a Philadelphia native. You already know what time it is. You already know what I'm about to talk about. That team is the sixth seed. Yes, sixth seed in the East. You guys said that we were bums. Said that we were bust. But look at where we are. Look at where we are, ladies and gentlemen. TTP, CTP. LeBron's coming to Philly. Yes, that all right. It's my time. It's our time. Sixers, we're going places. We're going to the first round. Possibly the second round. Possible. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. For a show that's all about content, he's got to get something new. <laughs> something get a new, new stick. Get, get a new city. Pick something else. <laughs> Pick Milwaukee. Right, right, Give right, them right, some love. Right, right, only redo it. No, no, no. I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't. I can come up with something else. No, nah, please. But you just like, you, it's either it's either Philly, it's either Nova, Sixers, Eagles. Or I, I rarely ever do about the Eagles. You did it in the in the season. I did it once. Regardless, it's either someone with Philadelphia. You're the, you're the one that was the Eagles. No, I don't. It's either someone with Philadelphia, or it's it's directed at like it's like an angry one. You have no con. There's no like branch of content to you. you got to, like branch the trees out. Let the, let the leaves flow. Come on, you know get, what? I, ladies and gentlemen. Better than this. Ladies and gentlemen, I will have a nice content full final drive for Dan next week. Preach it. Tune in next week.
We got, one, we got one more show before we take our one week break. hiatus. Yes. Dan is out of town. David and I will be. Gonna be in Miami. We're going to be partying it up down in the city with some NFL players. At the Renaissance Harbor Place yep. Hotel. It's a nice five star hotel. It's probably going to be like, what, 45 degrees? I mean, I'll be with NFL players. Hey, when the liquor starts blowing, you don't care how cold it is. There <laughs> is going to be We are all the only one here. There is Velvet. going to be liquor. Jeez, and is, there, is it open bar? I don't know if it's an open bar, but it's there's a bar. Animals. There's a bar. A- and animals here, folks. Hey, I like to have fun. <laughs> I like to have fun. Uh, I'm, I'm Put gonna, it into this one. Yeah. So that's gonna do it. <laughs> Dan, 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 Dan didn't want to end it. Dan just he didn't want to end it. He, so our, our captain's left the. We'll be back later in the week. We're going to wrap up the NFL scouting combine. We're going to go all in on NFL free agency. That will start while we're all on our one-week hiatus. Hopefully Dan returns when we come back. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully we have a good guest. If not, we'll bring the same energy later in the week. So, for David Miles. TTP, CTP. For Dan Williams. Your boy. I'm Dave Stonewettle. We will be back later in the week with a brand new opening kickoff podcast. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.